0: Uh, we have a ribbon cutting on March 8th at the Sanders Beach Playground. Uh, that's Wednesday, March 8th at 3 p.m. Uh, we got a, a new playground uh, at 913 South I Street. And I can say uh, Caroline Reeves has tested this, has pilot tested it. Uh, that's my neighborhood playground. Uh, and I believe it got a 5 out of 5. So uh, i so excited uh, for that. And, and it looks really, really good. I'm really excited for the public to get a chance to see that and experience it.
1: <laughs> I love it. My, my daughter tested that out. D.C. Reeves, the mayor of Pensacola, joins us now by phone. Hey, Mr. Mayor, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Has been tested. As, <laughs> kid tested, kid approved. I love that. Um, right. one, there was a bit of a news note yesterday, a couple of news notes over the last couple of days related to things the city was doing. One is, um, I guess— uh, Monday, and I don't really watch the CRA, so I apologize, I'm a little bit behind the curve on this, but uh, P&J's got an article out about this Belmont-Devillers building, the old uh, Smith's Bakery. That's the northeast corner of Belmont-Devillers, that big building with the murals on the side, across from Dwarf and across from Five Sisters. What's going on here?
0: Yeah, so ultimately, um, you know, we had heard word that there was a you know foreclosure pending this month, uh, potentially on that property, and Reverend John Powell, who's made such an impact, in, uh, our community as a whole, and certainly in in the Belmont de neighborhood, you know, helping out children and all these different things. Um, you know, that, that property has the old Smith's bakery on there, which is, is one of the 11, uh, to save in the state of Florida. It's been designated as that, uh, you know, and so, um, you know, when you hear foreclosure and, and you wonder what's the future of that and, and knowing that, um, someone could purchase this and it, and, uh, You know, we could lose some of that history and certainly the neighborhood. And that's such an important intersection in our city um, could lose any say of what happens from this point forward. So, uh, you know, for the generational future of the block. So, um, you know, we're trying to step in and see if there's anything we can do, if we can help shape that future and work with the Reverend at the end of the day. It's his property. And and if he can raise the money in these last few days. Great. That's awesome. You know, uh, that helps us. achieve a line goal. But if not, uh, what we're really looking to do is uh, make sure that, that, uh, uh, that we can preserve the history of that building and also preserve the history of the future of that neighborhood for generations to come.
1: What would your picture be? What would the, what would the, you know, DC reuse magic wand future be for that building?
0: Yeah. Um, look, I, I think it's, um, it, obviously we talk so much about affordable housing and, and so, when you're talking about a parcel of that size over two acres, you know, we're, we're looking for opportunities uh, to uh, invest in uh, attainable housing around the city. You know, whether that – I mean, think about that. It comes in many forms. I mean, a, a developer comes in and says, hey, we'll make X percent of units, you know, affordable if you'll give us X tax abatement, you know, those kinds of subsidy opportunities. Well, this would just be another version of that. But the truth is, you know, what we want to do is get in and listen to the Reverend Powell, listen to the community members, and say, "What is your vision for this place?" And and of course, it's going to have to fold in logically with a public-private partnership. But um, you know, I think we can really accomplish two key wins here: one is the true historic preservation, and two is uh, to solve a need, uh, you know, with attainable housing, and uh, you know, keep the character of that community and keep. Um, you know, again, such an important intersection um, for, for our city, for uh, that neighborhood, decades and decades of history. And, uh, you know, we just I, – I just feel like this is – if you have a CRA, which is literally a community redevelopment agency, this is something that should be pretty high on the list, uh, you know, when you talk about a project like this to make sure – Uh, that the future is bright for whatever
1: happens. Yeah, I mean, you would think that's kind of like bright line A zone of what a CRA would be able to work on would be something like this. I agree with that. Uh, You made a kind of an oblique announcement yesterday in your press conference where you said that the monument to women veterans, and I assume you actually meant the uh, museum to women veterans that currently occupies the Amtrak, the old Amtrak building, the railroad station, um, that they are wanting out of their lease. Um, I actually tried to get in contact with uh, Michelle Caldwell yesterday. I wasn't able to reach her. Um, do you know what's going on? I mean, it seems like a backtrack for them and, you know, do you know whether the, is the monument still on the, like, where are we at with those two projects?
0: Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of details on their side in terms of, you know, uh, future location or, or, you know, the future of the project. Um, you know, we had had some conversations about, um, you know, the future of, of the lease of the building. And, and, um, and then, you know, we received this letter uh, on March 3rd, or well, it's dated March 3rd we received it, I believe on Monday um, to say, Hey, you know, we're looking for a, you know, a, an amicable, um, you know, to be let out of the lease. And certainly we're, we're going to uh, honor that and work with them uh, any way that we can both in that request and, you know, certainly open-minded about, um, you know, the future if, if a monument was going to be in a park or, you know, anything like that, um, you know, we, we wish them nothing but the best. And, um, you know, and I made the point uh, in the press conference that the coincidental conversation around Amtrak and passenger rail, you know, the first question I, I assumed that I would get was, well, has this, you know, been egged on by uh, the potential right. of Amtrak to come to Pensacola? And I said, first off, you know, that would be years from now anyway. And second off, the, the lease as it stands right now already had a clause, Included that if Passenger Rail returned, uh, that that uh, the city would be able to retake the building. So uh, that, while coincidental, that's really a moot point. That has nothing to do with uh, you know this decision. And we have obviously at this point no uh, no future potential plans for that building or anything like that at all. We just want to uh, you know we have people wanting to do good in our community, and, and this is what they believe their best next step is. Uh, we would certainly want to work with them and honor that.
1: And, and frankly, um, you know, the way I envision it is if we ever were to get rail service back into that building, that would be only to the good. For the museum for women veterans, that would be that would be lots and lots of traffic through their their uh, their use of that facility as well. Yeah, you know, to the degree that they could be made compatible. It was one of the other things that came up um, yesterday in the press conference a little bit, you were asked about the area that Skanska had been using there on the waterfront as laydown. That of course now their operation is you know into its final phases and getting ready to depart. Uh, there'd been talk about the city trying to acquire that whole thing, what could be used, what could be done with it and all of that. And uh, I know this is sort of like, you know, big picture, maybe pie in the side type stuff, but do you have an intent to try to pursue that? Is it more of an open to ideas phase? What's your thinking about that property?
0: Yeah, well, you know, to repeat myself over the weeks, you know, I say my largest paranoia is missed opportunity. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, property on the water in the city of Pensacola is extremely finite. Um, so I, I do think kind of like the conversation about truth for youth. I think it's the duty of the city of Pensacola to look at opportunities like that when we know um, that uh, that it's not, it is not infinite. <laughs> We've got that. So a 21 and a half acre parcel uh, on Bayou Chico in the city limits. Um, it, it certainly has its limitations, right? This is not deep water uh, the way that port is. It's got a bridge that uh, something that would have to get under, but, um, you know, we should be looking at every opportunity, and so certainly that's, uh, you know, it hasn't left more than conversation at this point, but it's uh, something that we're considering, uh, you know, looking into, at least doing our due diligence and seeing if you know, something can make sense. And, and part of that due diligence is, you know, who can we partner with, uh, you know, what kind of funding can ha- come from that, uh, whatever project that we would propose, you know, what, what, what kind of partners would that be able to bring in? So... Something may work out with that. Something may not work out with that. And, and again, it's just private property. They could sell it tomorrow and and not to the city, and it will be the end of that conversation. So uh, it it is our duty to look into what we think are uh, are strong opportunities for the city to to grow and expand. Um, So we are doing that, and and we'll see what happens. Uh, But really, at this point, just conversation.
1: Very good. I always like to end on a lightning round, have some fun questions for you. Uh, some of these we use in our frivolous topics at 835, by the way. Uh, first one for you is when you're at the line in the grocery store and the conveyor, do you put the barrier between you and the person, do you put it behind as a courtesy, or do you uh, do you wait for them to take care of that?
0: I'm usually, uh, since I don't have time to go to grocery store, I load up the entire conveyor belt so I don't have to. <laughs> ability to do the, the courtesy <laughs> can't, behind, you know can't uh, reach I, it. I, I help put the one in front though i'm proactive i got gotcha. you on, on the front i don't expect them to put that one for me
1: all right you, you don't wait on the courtesy of others. i, I got gotcha. you um sweaters oh. hung up in the closet on a hanger or folded on a shelf or in a drawer somewhere uh,
0: hung up on a hanger because then i <gasps> i run through a, a drawer like the Tasmanian devil and then it's <laughs> i can't wear it so anything that's hung up is always going to be preferable to me
1: you do get wrinkles that way for sure last one uh earlier this week it was uh, national Eating oreo day question from mayor reeves everybody wants to know what's your way of eating an oreo mm-hmm. cookie
0: um I, I know it sounds boring i'm just the uh you know traditional bite i, I don't i don't unscrew it i don't uh, you know unscrew. nothing unconventional i just uh <laughs> Eat it like a normal cookie. I wish I had a better, more exciting answer for
1: you. If if this makes you, this will either make you feel better or terrible. Same for me. <laughs> Absolute same for me. <laughs> Completely ordinary approach. Right That's right. Mayor D.C. Reeves, always a pleasure. So we look forward to the city council meeting tomorrow night uh, and talking to you next week. Thank you for the time.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, guys.